Welcome to Real Talk About Feminism, a podcast for female empowerment. We're your hosts, Mackenzie and Haley. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Now, let's get into some real talk. It's episode 47, and it's going to be a good one. We polled you guys on Instagram about a month ago, I think. We said that we were going to watch a feminist documentary and give our thoughts on it, a review, an analysis. And the one that you guys picked was Seeing All Red on Netflix about Gloria Allred. So we are going to be analyzing that documentary and giving some of our thoughts. Before we do that, let's do the feminist highlight. Okay. And... As we've mentioned, for the month of February, we are focusing on Black women for Black History Month. Today's highlight is Odra Lord. She was born in 1934 in Harlem and died in 1992. She was a self-described Black lesbian mother, warrior, and poet. As a kid, she loved poetry. She would memorize poems. And then according to her, she would literally speak in poetry. Wow. This led to her being very passionate about actually writing poetry, and she published her first poem in Seventeen magazine while she was in high school. Amazing. I know, isn't that cool? She went to Hunter College, and she earned her BA there, and then she earned her MLS from Columbia University, and then in her life, she worked as a librarian and a teacher, and she's very, very influential and a great feminist icon because she made contributions to feminism, critical race, and queer theories. And she gained a lot of inspiration from her personal experiences, actually. And she would journal what was going on in her life and events that happened in the country. And in a lot of her work, she called for social and racial justice. She overcame breast cancer and she got a mastectomy. She wrote the cancer journals, which documented her journey and her struggle. So it was like kind of like a series that she did for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a quote from poetryfoundation.org. Um, it explained her decision not to wear a prosthesis after undergoing a mastectomy in the journals. Quote, prosthesis offers the empty comfort of nobody will know the difference, but it is that very difference which I wish to affirm because I've lived it and survived it and wish to share that strength among other women. If we are to translate the silence surrounding breast cancer into language and action against the scourge, then the first step is that women with mastectomies must become visible to each other. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah, I thought it was very, very inspirational and like Mm -hmm. she took that from her own experience. Right. Her and some of her fellow writers founded Kitchen Table, Women of Color Press, and this gave more Black feminists an opportunity to write and share their experiences. She also founded Sisterhood in Support of Sisters in South Africa to help Black women in South Africa under apartheid. She won the American Book Award and the Lambda Literary Award for Lesbian Poetry as well. Wow, she really accomplished a lot. That's amazing. A lot, yes. Like I said, she is a very great feminist icon to look up to. Well, thank you so much for always doing the best job on our feminist highlights. Guys, we are obsessed with seeing All Red. Literally. So we watched it together. We got Starbucks. We got Jimmy John's. We sat on the couch and watched it. And... I didn't really have any, like, expectations going into it. I had no idea what it was going to be about besides, like, Gloria Allred, obviously. But it was very inspirational, and we were both crying after. (laughs) 
Oh yeah, I was like teared up, like choked up the yes. whole time. Yeah. Um, we're not gonna give like a play by play of the documentary. We highly recommend you watch it if you want. Like it was like an hour and a half. Like just go watch yeah, it. Yeah, it was. It was I think shorter than that. Honestly. Yeah, it was a really great documentary. Very eye opening. Um, I think the goal of it was to humanize her a little bit because, as you'll see when you watch it, like. The documentary focuses a lot about her reputation and her perception in the media. Mm-hmm. And she is like has for literally decades been just like ridiculed and ripped apart in the media. There were a lot of clips from news segments, TV, the media in general, and it showed how she's portrayed as like very fierce and aggressive. And she honestly just doesn't care what people think. Mm-hmm. Like, in the documentary, she was discussing how, like, she just has thick skin and she's used to it. And she – I think she mentioned at one point, like, if people are, like, talking about her like that, I mean, she's done her job. Yeah. She is a civil rights and women's rights attorney based in L.A., in case you didn't know who she was. Um, And she's handled a lot of high-profile cases, which we'll get into more. Mm-hmm. Um, A lot of people have, like – perceptions about her that she's just in it for the money and that the whole reason she's a lawyer and she like gets involved in like very high profile cases is literally just for the money Mm -hmm. and that a lot of the times the issues don't matter but as we saw as we were watching it like she's helped a lot of people yeah yeah like she's very almost aggressive in the media because she needs to be heard yes but when she's talking with these women and supporting them and sharing their stories like she's so nurturing so kind and caring she's so kind she yeah like literally we like want her on the podcast literally (laughs) come on come on please we love you (laughs) so the documentary discussed mostly it focused on the bill cosby case and Mm -hmm. the role that gloria played in it um it talked a lot about and showed the women coming forward and we will go into more detail in this later in the episode Mm mm-hmm So the whole documentary, it begins with a clip from a TV show in 1977. So she was young and the host of the TV show was talking about all of the things that women should be expected to do, like having a meal cooked within an hour of her husband getting home from work and not talking to him about her problems of the day and dressing a certain way and doing everything for the man. Mm -hmm. And... In the clip, it talks. It shows the host talking about all of this extremely sexist stuff. And then it shows Gloria standing up in the audience and saying that this is all wrong and that women have a uterus and a brain and should use both. I just love that. Like, I it love just started that. off with such a bang. It started off with such a bang. I loved it. And from the beginning, she was already just advocating. Like, how scary to stand up in the middle of, like, a TV show recording or whatever it was, like a talk show. Uh, yeah. And speak up like that but she did yeah i'm pretty sure it was planned because she like she was like we have gloria all right here and she was standing but like she still had to like speak her truth mm-hmm. so some background on gloria um it was cool to like see her impact but also learn more about her just real quickly some things that have happened in her life um she was born in 1941 she grew up very poor but she always had big dreams she went to college at the university of pennsylvania And when she attended, it was 93% male students and 7% female. 
Wow. She met her first husband, Peyton, in school, and they got married when she was 19, and then they had their daughter, Lisa, when she was 20. And a fun fact is her daughter, Lisa, is actually a lawyer as well. And she kind of is the same way a little bit. She's very vocal. Very vocal, very fiery. I know they work together a lot, which is really cute to see. Very cute. Peyton was in the military, and he developed severe mental health issues, and he actually needed to go to the hospital at one point for it, and she ended up leaving. And she doesn't go into much detail about this. It's something she kept very private. But at the time, she didn't tell anyone why she left because of all the mental health stigmas. Mm -hmm. And sadly, he ended up ending his life. Um, But she, after that, was a single mom, and she moved with her daughter to LA when she was done with school for a fresh start. And she actually said, if I'm going to be poor, at least I'll be poor in the sunshine. (laughs) So I think she was looking for a fresh start. Yeah. Yeah. She then met Bill Allred a few years later, and he was the one that pushed her to go to law school. This was her second husband. She became the women's rights lawyer that she didn't see at the time because at the time, like there was no one like that. Mm -hmm. So she became what she wanted to. Uh, Bill Allred was later convicted of defrauding the U.S. government, and it was a very messy divorce. He portrayed her like a villain, and they were actually married for 19 years, and she really didn't talk about that. She didn't go into it a lot. And honestly, I don't blame her. Like, she's so ridiculed. Like, she'd want to keep things close to her chest. Right. So, she did open up about being raped at gunpoint by a doctor, and... She didn't go to the police because she said, who's going to believe me against a doctor? And unfortunately, as a result of this rape, she became pregnant and got an abortion where she almost died. And this was before Roe versus Wade. Mm -hmm. So abortion wasn't legal. And so she almost, it was like a back alley abortion, basically. And she almost died. She was hemorrhaging. She had a 106-degree fever. So she went to the ER, and the nurse said, this will teach you a lesson. And ever since that experience, Gloria has really used this experience as a way to understand others and empathize with them, especially women, because she knows what it feels like to literally be dying after trying to get an abortion, even though it was illegal. But she was raped and got pregnant mm-hmm. because of it. And then the nurse, first off, the doctor who raped her is supposed to be someone she can trust. And, th- and then a nurse, someone else that she's supposed to be able to trust, tells her, yeah, hopefully you learn your lesson. Like, you deserve to be almost dying right now. When she was a complete victim. Right. She has represented a lot of clients. Like, she's been a lawyer for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Some of the clients that she's represented, um, they sued a toy company for gender discrimination with children's toys and even organized a protest with moms and kids. And like some of them were her clients. Um, another time she represented clients who sued a department store for women's alterations costing more than men's. Mm-hmm. And a big point they made in the documentary was people hate this about her because they feel like these issues aren't important. And they feel like she really is just in it for the money because it's, like, scrounging up these cases that, like, don't matter. Mm-hmm. But, like, that makes a big difference. Like, that is one little step towards gender equality. Mm-hmm. 
She is also a fierce advocate of LGBTQ plus rights and gay marriage before it was legalized. And, like, at this point of the documentary, Haley and I were crying. Yeah. Like, I want to cry thinking about it. It was so touching. Mm-hmm. Um, but each year on Valentine's Day, before gay marriage was legalized in the U.S., she held a press conference to promote gay rights. And it would show a same-sex couple, the same couple every year, trying to apply for a marriage license and being turned away. And, like, they would take the cameras in and it would literally, like, show them being turned away. Mm -hmm. And when gay marriage was legalized, she cried during the press conference and the couple actually got their license. And they had, like, a little ceremony. And the couple, like, they were her longtime friends. Yeah. And when she started crying at the, the press conference, her friends were, like, shocked. Like, they were like, you never cry. Like... Like, wow. And she was like, I'm just overwhelmed with joy that everyone can marry who they want and everyone can love who they want. And I love that. Yeah. It was very touching, actually. And I thought it was really cool that, like, she was not stopping. And it showed her saying, like, hopefully next year you can actually give them a license. Uh And she just in my opinion, like, that is really hard to just continue to do Mm -hmm. when you're so ridiculed. And, like, you know that, like, literally people hate you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Another thing, which is something that we actually touched on in the last episode with the statute of limitations, Mm -hmm. um, but Gloria was in court and she was working to change the statute of limitations for criminal prosecution of rape after the Bill Cosby case. In the state of Nevada. Yes, in the state of Nevada, because every state has different rules and different statutes. Some of them don't. And she was trying to get that removed so that it's not just like you have to report it within a year because that's such a short amount of time. It really is. And the statute, it was changed Mm -hmm. and many other states followed and are continuing to follow. Mm -hmm. Um, She said, quote, fighting injustice is not a nine to five job. And she, like, doesn't take vacations. And, like, she says that she's so dedicated that, like, she doesn't feel like she needs to take a vacation. This is her passion. This is what she wants to do and what she's wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that, honestly. Because, like, she's, like, how can you, how can people look at her and say, like, oh, she's just doing it for money or she's just doing it for, like, it's her passion, Mm-hmm. like and that's what she's saying like she's saying she doesn't need a vacation she doesn't need a break because this is her passion helping others you don't just do that for attention or just do no. that just because no and we talked about this while we were watching it but I really do think a lot of it is just because of her gender and like the way that she she acts very respectfully and professionally and a lot of I feel like a lot of people hate her because if a man was saying the things that she's saying and doing what she's doing, there would be no backlash. Mm-hmm. But because she's a woman, she's getting all of it. Yeah, because the the only thing is, like, she's not being disrespectful at all, but she's not letting herself get walked all over. She's mm-hmm. not letting herself get spoken over. She's going to be heard. And so she is kind of forcing people to hear her, like, in the conversation. She's not going to get drowned out. No. And that is typically like associated with men just like being a little bit more assertive yes assertive yeah and I people we were just talking about how people honestly just like hate her and the way that she goes about things but men do the exact same thing men go about things the exact same way 
the exact same way and get no hate, no backlash, nothing. Mm -hmm. I think it honestly says a lot about her. Like, she's still sticking through it. Mm -hmm. Another interesting thing was they were talking about, like, how she's been involved in some really huge national cases. Some of them was, like, Amber Fry, who was Scott Peterson's mistress. Um, She represented the Brown family in the O.J. Simpson case. And the family talked about how she literally, like, made their world because Nicole's reputation was literally being, like, ripped apart in the media. Mm -hmm. And she stood by them and she helped to build her image back up. Mm -hmm. And it, like, made the world to the family. Um, The documentary focused on the Bill Cosby case and the Donald Trump case and, like, the sexual sexual assault allegations against them. Those are big cases. Big big cases very current events very big and the thing that's so amazing to me is um that so in the bill cosby case she represented all of the women pro bono yes all of them and there was over 50 women who came forward with allegations that bill cosby had sexually assaulted them and raped them and gloria had to tell them that it was too late to take legal action because of that statute of limitation and she still supported them and still provided a way to let them share their story. Right. Even even though she had to break that news that, like, the case can't be open, nothing can be done, but, like, let's still get your word out there. Let's mm-hmm. share your story. Yes, because it, it, it helps you to be heard, and it also helps strengthen other cases. But she was just there to listen mm-hmm. and to say, I believe you. And that meant the world to these women. Right. And I also think it was amazing that um, she did protest, like, um, when Bill Cosby was performing at the Buell Theater in Denver. Which we've been to. Which we've been to. (laughs) um, She attended a protest right outside the theater. And so she's not just, like, doing this behind-the-scenes work and, like, legal work. She's out there. She's fighting. People were questioning these women so heavily. Like, a lot of the comments were like, well, why did they wait this long to come forward? They're just trying to get attention. They're just lying. If Gloria's involved, they're just lying and she just wants money, Mm -hmm. which we've already established. She represented them pro bono. Right. Um, But something I thought was funny and kind of cute was like she is really short. And so she sat on a telephone book while she was like sitting next to the women. Yeah. Um, But I was also like trying to sort through like the whole Bill Cosby case because Mm -hmm. there's a lot like it's been going on for years and I found an article that has a timeline. So if you want to check that out, like it really did help me to like be able to sort through the case. He was actually convicted of three counts of aggravated indecent assault, but that conviction was overturned on June 30th of 2021. And so I actually like didn't actually know that. So that's yeah. why I went to look at the timeline. So I will link that in the show notes. Yeah, that'll be helpful. Yeah, because they mostly just focused on the women, which I'm really, really glad they did. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a lot of like clarity with that. Yeah, yeah. Like it, I love that they're focusing on the women because it is about the victims. It is. So Yeah, overall, she just gave these women a voice and supported them. And it's also nice that she had experiences so she could say, I know how you feel. Yes, she literally knows how they feel. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's amazing. Um, She also um, represented women in 
cases with Donald Trump. Um, and of course with like the Me Too movement, everything like that. But of course, news reporters, there was just so many clips of people saying, oh, well, this woman is being represented by Gloria Allred. So, you know, she just wants money. The, the victim. Mm-hmm. It, like, oh, you know, she's just doing this for attention because she knows she's going to have this high profile case. And it's just like, it's so frustrating. It's like, it just, so do these women want to come forward in front of the whole country and share these intimate details? No. No. So why is it the first reaction to think, oh, they just want money? I don't know. Because it's like, why would they get compensation for that? Yeah. Anyway, it's just really bizarre, like, that train of thinking to me. I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. But it is very cool to see that literally, like, the women, like, you can see, like, when they were entering the press conferences, like, they were obviously, like, very nervous, emotional, and, like, they felt so much better with Gloria sitting next to them. You could see it. And like mm-hmm. after they were so much happier, they felt good that they could come forward and mm-hmm. have somebody they could trust. Yeah. And that's just so important. Um, in the documentary, it showed her voting for Hillary Clinton. She was extremely excited to cast her vote. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was so emotional. She was teared up and she said that she'd been waiting for this day forever to have to vote for a woman yeah which i thought was cool it's like Mm -hmm. even if you don't like hillary like it's cool that like there was a woman yeah that was on the ballot right um and it actually did show the election unfolding in real time and as you could see like trump getting more votes her face was just sinking and sinking Mm -hmm. and when um after it was announced that Trump won, she marched in D.C. with all the women. And she was very, very connected with the crowd. And everyone was like, Gloria, Gloria, like cheering mm-hmm. her on. And she was talking with them. She was like, uh, she made a speech at she one point. She made a speech, yep. That was really cool to see. It was so cool to see. And she was just fighting alongside with them. Like, she's not like, oh, I- I'm a very well-respected lawyer. I'm very high up. Like, I'm above going out and protesting and doing Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Like, no, she gets out there and she's with the crowd and she's seen as this figure of empowerment. And I love that. Um, Towards the end of the documentary, the Justice for Victims Act was signed into law in 2016 by Governor Jerry Brown. And this being signed into law, it ends the arbitrary statute of limitations for rape and related felony sex crimes in the state of California. Which this is amazing. Was, yes. And it was a huge moment. Like a lot of the women that came forward in the Bill Cosby allegations, mm-hmm. they were there and they were like recording and taking selfies. Like they were so excited. Yeah. And it was very cool to see like Gloria was saying like it was a lot of hard work mm-hmm. that paid off. And like a lot of people are going to be positively affected by this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was amazing. Um I think something else that we've always talked about is that feminism is about equality and equality for everyone. Right. And um, at the end of the documentary, they were interviewing different people who have interacted with her. And um, one of the news anchors, he was a male, um, he was a black man. And he was saying that feminism represents equal rights. And he said, quote, without her, I might not have been able to sit here and do all and do what I'm doing. Yeah. We both like after he said that, we just looked at each other. We were like, seriously, though, like that is so true because she wasn't just advocating for women. Like she is a 
women's rights and civil rights attorney. Mm -hmm. And something else they touched on in the documentary that I didn't put in the notes for this episode was like when it was just her and her young daughter, like she would take her to protest to fight for civil rights. Mm -hmm. And she was very influential in that area. And I think it's really cool that they brought in his point of view. Right. Yeah. And especially from the point of view of a man. Yeah. Saying like feminism is equality. Yes. And so I loved that. We love Gloria Allred. We love her. We really do. I honestly like I obviously it's a documentary. It's going to be like more biased Mm -hmm. towards her. But I just it made me so sad for her that like she's had to put up with all this hate Mm -hmm. for decades. Right. And like people saying that like the women she's defending, like they're lying. It's like her being a victim herself, that hurts her too. Yes. Because she could, she didn't come forward because who's going to believe her over a doctor. Mm -hmm. So like, it's not like she's in an easy position. Like she's doing something really hard, but at the end of the day, she fights for what is right and is fighting for other women. And that's so powerful. Yes. I don't know why people can't see that. <laughs> I don't either. But go watch the documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, we just pulled out a lot of things that stuck with us, but there was a lot, a lot that you can unpack in there. And it was just cool to like learn about a feminist icon. And honestly, like we had fun. Yeah, it was great. It was time. great. Um, so yeah, you can go watch Seeing All Red. It's definitely on Netflix. Yeah. I'm sure it's on other places, but go watch that. Let us know how you feel about it. And we hope that you're obsessed with her like we are. Um, But yeah, definitely slide into our DMs and give us your review of the movie. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Make sure to rate and review and don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Talk Talk to to you next week. week.